what are kind of the things you're keeping an eye on that you know our, our CE retailers maybe should uh, get ready to line their shelves with as the uh, the holidays are here just a few weeks away? If people are you know trying to conserve money in their pockets, they're going to go after those discounts. It's going to be a lot more gaming centric, right? It's going to be both on things that I think kids want, um, things like the PS5, the Xbox. I think that stuff's going to be just flying off shelves. PC gaming, I'm, I'm guessing as well. You know those those curved monitors. Different devices in the gaming space, to me, really stand out. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. Not often uh, as a podcast host do you get to have a guest on who is uh, with a brand that is where you also used to podcast. And that's that's what we got on tap for today with Sam Hitt, the senior managing editor over at Dealerscope, uh, a brand that, if you know me, you know I came from that world, came from Dealerscope and the B2B CE retail space, and uh, always a fun opportunity when I get to dive back into uh, that role and, and that world of CE retail and the trends and everything that is going on over there, and uh, what better way to do it than have an editor on and, and be able to commiserate and talk about the things that uh, he's following, the trends and, and things that are going on in the CE retail space and um, you know what he sees being sort of the, the hot topics this holiday shopping season. And uh, we do more than that, though. Uh, Sam is a guy that uh, is a little over a year, almost a year and a half into his uh, time there at Dealerscope. And um, if you read his articles, you could see he's he's got a knack for the space, a passion for tech, a passion for the retail side of things. And uh, he's learning a lot as well and, and staying on top of those trends. And um, we dive into everything from, you know, whether it's his time at IFA, uh, his first IFA over there in Berlin and, and the things he saw come out of that show to um, what he's expecting this holiday season to some e-mobility things and autonomous vehicles and uh, retail trends. The metaverse came up. I mean, we covered everything uh, in this episode and um, you know something that uh, the shows we'll definitely have to have him back on as a, a guest down the line here but uh, had a lot of fun diving into all of those things and more stuff that I think you know CE retailers and re- any retailer out there can uh, take a, a note of and learn from you know in our conversation here with Sam so let's dive into it this is Sam Hitt of Dealerscope here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. <music> All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and uh, you know, I I do a lot of these things, um, and uh, it, it's not often you get to say you get to podcast with someone that works for a place where you used to podcast, but that's what we're doing today, and that's courtesy of Mister Sam Hit, our or the C, our, our I say right, you know, now see, I'm stepping <laughs> right back into my my shoes over there at Dealerscope, but no, the senior managing editor at Dealerscope, Sam, appreciate you calling in and uh, having a podcast with us here today. Oh, absolutely! Thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. So, first of all, how are you? Uh, you know, how are things going, and how is uh, how, how's everything going over there at Dealerscope? It's good. It's good. We're we're very busy right now. I mean, between this fall season, I'm sure as you remember, yes. <laughs> um, between IFA in September and then looking forward to CES, we've got um, a bunch of different bunch of different shows going on right now. Um, we've got. Sorry. I, I know. I was gonna say. I, I don't want to know what it is. Like, if the whole industry got in a room and was like, we're just gonna make it impossible for trade editors to like have a life during September and January, but that's, it feels like that's what they did. <laughs> oh, I know. And they decided, I feel like they decided all fall too. It was like, yeah. let's just throw everything else in there. <laughs> get it, get it in while we can. 
now. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I think it's part of the part, partly the lead up to uh, the holiday season. That's awesome. You know, I think I think people are getting ready to getting ready to you know carry different devices, and they're looking. You know, this is the big retail season, right? Q four yep. is when people really start spending money. So. <laughs> <laughs> getting it out there for the consumer, getting the new product launch, getting the uh, the news out while they can and trying to drum up as much hype as possible from all over the industry for sure. So um, now remind me, you are uh, your role at DealerScope. You've been there officially for because I know you were like, were you an intern and then part time or what was so now you're full time and has it been a year? Or like, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been almost a year and a half. Okay. So I started well, so I started my senior spring in college as an intern. Yeah. That was back in 2021. And then I came on full-time when I graduated. And then obviously, and that was as an associate editor and then moved up to senior managing editor last April. So what, what's that, you know, year and a half been like growing in the role? What have you uh, taken from it or learned? What's how's, how's it uh, evolved you in the past, you know, 18 months or so? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been, it's been great. Like I think, I mean, I started out obviously not having too much experience. Like I didn't major in journalism, right. Right. Or, or any, any, anything in media. So it was it definitely a learning curve on getting my writing to less academic and more informal, more kind of easier to read and understand, you know, from a, from a, a standpoint of <laughs> like writing, to the, yeah, <laughs> right. writing to the people, exactly. not a professor. <laughs> no, not a professor. Um, also, I mean, just understanding the, the industry a lot more. Right. I mean, when I first got in, I didn't really know much about the industry. So it took about, I think, six months to really gain a grasp. And, and I mean, I've learned so much about I mean, the, the tech industry is, I always tell people is it's amazing because it, it touches pretty much every, like if you're interested in any, any theme that you could possibly be interested in technology is gonna, is gonna touch it in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form. Right. So it's just a great opportunity to, to cover, you know, a variety of different topics through a tech lens. Um, and there's so much cutting edge stuff going on right now. Well, and one of the ways to do, uh, you know, to get ingrained, you know, we, we make fun of the travel, but is to get out there at these shows. And, um, obviously, you know, I guess early on, would have been, you know, with you starting um, there would have been right around the end of when things, you know, so you got the virtual shows, I'm sure right out of the gate. And then now obviously things are, you know, getting back opened up and shows are happening again. And I know one of those shows was uh, a show that the last time it was held, I was still an editor at Dealerscope. So (laughs) unbelievable to think that, um, you know, this, this September, this early September uh, experience for IFA out there in Berlin was the first one since 2019 but you i you hadn't missed one in person since i was there so that's crazy to think but uh for those that don't know um ifa the the one of the largest you know tech shows in the world over there berlin they hold it at the uh the mesa berlin campus it's like god what 20 some buildings of technology across like several floors within each of those buildings so um a lot of product a lot of people and uh you know a lot of walking over the the five or six days that you're there but, right. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way. I think it's about a mile from one end of the campus to the next. I mean, it takes you about 15 to 20 minutes to just walk across the like dead shot straight yep. through walk across. It's, it's not, it's not yeah, easy to get part. lost too. easy to get turned around on that campus for sure. But oh, yeah, we we had a, we had it all down to science, though. We had we had our maps pulled up on our phone. They had a nifty little app that that helped us kind of like Google maps for, for IFA. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, what, what a way to dive into it too, because, uh, you know, your, your first IFA, uh, you know, Mesa Berlin, a, 
uh, owner of CT Lab. So you, obviously we get kind of the treatment while you're out there, right? So you, you get to experience the show and see it from a, a different angle. But what was the what was the experience like? You know, I know was it your first international trip too? Is that a is that a thing or? No, no, no. Okay. It, was, it wasn't my first international side. I'd gone down to Mexico in the spring to cover um, an independent distributor and some. Okay. Um, which was which was pretty amazing. We yeah. took me on a trip around um, Mexico City through the you know through both the informal and formal sectors of the economy. So gotcha. That was, that was a pretty cool pretty cool trip. But this was definitely my first. This is my first trip to Berlin, which was yeah. was great. Um, I, I loved it. I mean, I thought it was a really cool city. Also, I mean, we were there right in the lead up to Oktoberfest. So that was cool. <laughs> yes, I, I, that, that's a nice wrinkle to it for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you remember they have the beer gardens. Yes, on, all over on the, the place. Campus. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those tourist tries. You know, they say Oktoberfest, but it's really all September that it goes on. So it's right. It is what it is. Right. And I, you know, I never complained about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what was um, the uh, so what what kind of things did you experience, you know, going from building to building that it's obviously Obviously, you know, if, if I, you know, from what I recall, uh, you, you see a lot of the innovative tech and things like that, but it's also very much a home show because there's a lot of appliances more than I, you know, ever anticipated seeing over there, all the uh, appliances and brands that you see in a different light too, like the Panasonics that have their own big room that are still huge in Europe and things like that. So uh, I'm sure right. a lot to take in, you know, for, for a first timer over there. Oh yeah. There's some, I mean. Like I, I would put it this way. I mean, I think it's a great opportunity to see the European market, right? It's, I think it's different than anything we'd have in the States because part of the challenge as an editor covering content there is that, you know, a lot of these products aren't necessarily in the States yet, right? So you're seeing all this cool tech, these cool brands, but they're not necessarily operating in the States or have plans to go to the States, right? So you kind of have to filter through all of that um, to, to, I mean, because there's, there's, there's also... Sp- Part of the cool thing is there's also stuff that's like you see it in 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 IFA at IFA and you're like okay I can see this coming to the states and becoming a big trend in the next five to ten years right and, or growing in the states um, and so there's also a lot of cooperation on that front so I mean the, some of the coolest things I saw came out of the e-mobility sector right I mean Europe is is I would say way ahead of the United States when it comes to e-mobility. Right with e-bikes. I mean, it's it's if you look at like I went I went to Amsterdam afterwards to visit a friend, and um they I mean they've got these bike racks, right? It's like a full parking garage for bikes, you know, and the e-bikes are a massive part of that, right? You people just bike like that's that's the instead of a car, that's the mode of transportation. So I mean, there's just a lot of development going on in that sector that I think is going to come to the United States very soon. Um, so I think it was kind of a, a preview in that sense. Um, I mean, obviously, and then there's a lot of other you know, cool kind of sustainability based products that I think Europe's really big into. So that was, that was cool to see as well. Yeah. And it's also a show too. I mean, the the trends are, you know, something that, like you said, they're, they're probably a little bit further out over here than they are uh, in terms of what they're seeing in Europe. Um, You're also getting to see kind of everything from a brand. Uh, So you think about some of the the booths that you might see at a, a big show this side of the, the pond uh, over the, you know, they're still massive booths and they bring a lot of product and things, but over there, um, you know, a, a Sony or an LG or a Samsung, they get an entire building and right. show everything that they're doing across the entire yeah. company. So you, you kind of, it's overwhelming in a sense, but it's neat to see sort of the breadth of what those companies really do. Right. I mean, and also you get, you, yeah, I mean, that, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. I mean, 
like Samsung, for instance, had a massive building on, on the southern part of the campus, right? Cube, and, right? Is that they still do it in the the like the cube building or something like that? Yeah, right? yeah, when you cube, yeah, come off exactly. the train, yeah. And you got you got to take you got to take you know this little hallway that's you know maybe less than I mean a quarter mile is an exaggeration, but it feels like a quarter yeah. mile long <laughs> <laughs> from 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 the next uh, next building to the Samsung building, and then you get in there and it's just all I mean it's just like two floors of just product and, and every and all their latest stuff and then you know you go up and that's where the executives are and when you got to do the interviews and it's just it's 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 huge yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is huge. yeah um but i mean yeah there's there's tons of cool stuff i mean and i think part of what makes um ifa cool is like you know there's all these booths have have other stuff in them that you're like all right they may not be selling this but this is a great concept like i mean there was a there was a formula one car in the uh um, Snapdragon booth outside of outside of Building Six, which was which was great. I mean the the Ferrari, right? So it's the classic red red Formula One Ferrari. I mean as well as you know you're also hearing from all of these people too, right? Mm-hmm. So Samsung did a keynote where they were a part of um, Qualcomm's keynote, um, as well as you know you're so you're hearing from all these different developments as well as getting a good a good overlook at the trends, which I, th- I think was a really big issue for this year's IFA, right? Because yeah. um, with all that we're going through in the economy, right? Between inflation and all these other things, you know, we, I think it was pertinent to kind of give a, a state of the union address. As sure. You'd say. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the e-mobility. Is there any other, any other trends, whether it was like from product you saw or, you know, the, the kind of the topic of conversation during the keynotes and other education that, that stood out to you? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I think, one of the big things that me and some of the other editors were talking about, um, and this is kind of switching gears a bit, was the curved gaming monitors. Yeah. Right. Curved gaming monitors have really hit the market in the last year or two. Right. And they're and they're developing. I mean, we so we got this was our first chance to kind of sit down and test some of these things out. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was awesome. I mean, it really does feel immersive to to a level that you know, you can't find with, with regular monitors. So yeah. I think that was really exciting. I mean, some of these things are huge too. I mean, you're getting like 45 to 50 inch curved gaming monitors, which really are, are designed to, you know, match the curvature of your eye. Right. So, I mean, there, I think in, in that seg- segment, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think with gaming too, especially, right. It's, these shows are amazing because it's an opportunity to see, kind of get a sense of what the, the product does for the, for the consumer. Um, something that unless you're constantly doing reviews, which I know, you know, <laughs> you're very tired <laughs> um, and take a lot of bandwidth. It's great to be able to sit down and test out a lot of different products. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned those monitors. I, I, I still, you know, I, I have a fake setup here where I wish I'm almost like wish uh, trying to manifest the idea of a very immersive experience. I got two twenty seven inches. That's not bad. You know, they're right next to each other, but it's still not that full you know, seamless one screen, you get the whole peripheral, it, you know, right. I think Samsung has one or is coming out with the 55 inch, um, yeah. that, that, you know, is just ungodly how big it, it looks, uh, a little screen envy, if anything, but, you know, it, cool to see that sort of stuff. And that, you know, that that's where you get to experience it. That was kind of the fun thing. Um, it, it's every show too, not just IFA, but like every, every kind of tech show that you get to go to and, um, being able to get hands on with the product and, and see it and that sort of stuff for sure. So, um, need to, to think about, and that's kind of one of those things too, you know, we mentioned uh, not to transition away from IFA, but the holidays being right around the corner is that a lot of these things you get to see 
you know, while you're there, um, that'll be trends that, you know, consumers are looking out for. Cause that's kind of the cool thing too, that for the brands that are there, um, you know, it's a consumer show. So they come, they can kind of see what the consumer gravitates towards at a Berlin, you know, show like that. And, um, with the holidays around the corner, kind of the things that they expect them to, to, you know, gravitate towards in the retail setting. So, um, you know, what, what are some of those that you, maybe it is some of the similar, you know, the same things that you saw at, at the show at, in Berlin, but, um, you know, what are kind of the things you're keeping an eye on that, you know, our, our CE retailers maybe should, uh, get ready to line their shelves with as the, uh, the holidays are here just a few weeks away. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's a great question. I mean, first off, I'm going to answer this in a little bit of a roundabout way, right? Just because I think that this year is going to be so, so different. Right. So pretty much everyone that I've talked to so far, um, you know, from a lot of different organizations are really pinning on the fact that, you know, CE this year is is kind of being in hit in a way by inflation and different, you know, over inventory issues that haven't been seen in the past necessarily. So that's going to change the way I think people handle their holiday shopping. Right. And, and, and so, I mean, there's a lot of surveys that have come out about people starting their shopping in September. You know, they've right. already I think only like. If I can remember correctly, like 10% of people are planning to start sh- holiday shopping in December. Right? And, and Black Friday nowadays is not a day. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a full <laughs> month, month and a half. Right. Yep. So that, I think that changes the, the scope of, you know, what deals are going to look like for consumers. And I think this year, especially because of inflation, if people are, you know, trying to conserve money in their pockets, they're going to go after those discounts. Right. And I, I don't know necessarily what type. I mean, gaming is going to be huge. Right. So in terms of actual product, I think it's going to be a lot more gaming centric. Right. It's going to be focused on things that I think kids want. Um, things like the PS5, the Xbox, you know, that were super hard to get last year, nearly impossible to get. Right. That there's more there's more stocking of this year. And I think I think that stuff's going to be just flying off shelves. Um PC gaming, I'm, I'm guessing as well, you know, those, those curved monitors, um, just kind of different, different devices in the gaming space to me really stand out. Um, I don't, I don't know what you think on it. I mean, you're, you're, you got your finger just as much on the pulse as I do. Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting from the independent side. Um, cause you know, you know, the big box where they're going to have their deep discounts and they got their flyers that, that go out and everything around this time of year. But, um, we've always seen just, a. a at a time when TV gets hit hard, you know, uh, especially this time of year, uh, you know, margins get drastically uh, hit as discounts mm-hmm. happen. And, and especially now, you know, with not even with inflation, but the overstocking and having to discount those things uh, even deeper than they might have already been discounted. You know, the ability to make money on a TV sale um, is very difficult, but not not for the independent. Uh, you know, they, they typically uh, have, you know, our data shows that it, it, they can weather that storm, um, you know, from the tier one type TVs, you know, the, the, the type of customer that's coming into an independent store, they aren't necessarily looking for that deeply discounted TV. Maybe they want a little bit of a deal, but you know, they're looking for, uh, more so the, the technology and they care about the product and want it to have, want to have a, um, you know, a, a true retail experience, I'd say, if you will, or sort of more of the, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for that better product um, and not just the, the $200 65-inch that they might be able to swipe uh, before the next person. Um, so, you know, the, the independents, I think, not that they're sheltered from 
you know, the challenges that the economy and inflation are, um, you know, creating, but they, they do it better than the rest of the industry for sure. So I think that that'll always be an area where, um, you know, they do well and perform well and, um, you know, perhaps get, you know, experience a little bit of a better situation than the rest of the retail industry, but at least from what we're seeing, they do, they do it well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's all about the market segment you're targeting. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it, you're, like you said, it's different customer, you know, different customer, different, yeah. different, you know, different outlook, right? And I mean, independent retailers know their niche in the market, right? They're not trying to compete with these huge discounts, these you know, these right. Amazon type slashes in in price. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's just going to change the dynamic of what people are looking for, right? I mean, it's just if people are looking <laughs> for that lower quality product, right? Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna go and, and grab maybe your old TV from Amazon that's half off because they're trying to. I've never you know, heard a uh, a better example than I. I think it was on one of these podcasts too. Um, our VP of CE, Mister Lee McDonald, talking about how you know if you want to just the way to think about how the the type of shopper is very different from you know someone coming into an independent store versus you know the the local big box. I. Uh, you're not an independent isn't looking for someone that, you know, they happen to be buying their milk and eggs right next to their TVs. Like that's, you're just walking by in that type of setting. And, you know, if something catches your eye, it catches your eye. When you're in an independent store, that person's there to shop and it's not just for the TV or it's not because they happen to be walking by it while they're, you know, on the way to get some, some meat, deli meat and cheese. Um, you know, they're, they're there to, accomplish something to upgrade the experience in their home to um you know not just buy a tv but all the the things that go with it to to create that immersive home theater um you know entertainment experience so it's just you you got to treat them differently obviously you know and and obviously you're set up if they're in your store you're set up to you know maybe accomplish something that includes a sale that is more than just that $200 tv so they're not going to they have a little bit of a, you know, wider open budget if they're in there with you, as opposed to what you might see down the street at that other retailer. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that, I think that's a good point. I mean, well said by Lee. Um, you know, it's, it's just a different, it's a different dynamic, right? I mean, it's just, it's that, it's that simple. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. I mean, I mean, if you're going to an independent retailer, you're likely trying to get the, like you said, the experience, right? It's the mom and pop experience. It's getting run through the different type of products, the different options, um, knowing that, you know, people aren't just after your money. It's more about the, the experience itself. Right. Um, and I think that's an important difference, especially when you're looking at, right, like the type of products that are being carried. You know, I mean, I know, for example, at Nationwide, right, when we were at primetime in August, you know, the types of products that are down there, are, you know, there's some, some very high quality luxury, luxury stuff down there. That's not just going to be bought on a whim, right? right. It's, yeah. it's something that needs to be, needs to be explained, needs to be run through, and there needs to be a, a, a quality decision-making process behind it, especially in the appliance sector. Yeah. Um, yep. And so I think, I think the appliance sector more than anything, right. More than TVs even, right. Cause if you go into a store, you see an AK TV, you're like, all right, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it sells itself. <laughs> yeah. Right. It sells itself. The UST, you know, the ultra short throw projectors right. sell themselves, stuff like that. But the appliances I think are really where independent retailers, you know, are going to, are going to jump. Yeah. And it, so, it's, I mean, you know, just to, again, to 
not to hammer home the the type of customer, but the the role of the retailer too, and that is you know important as well because someone that is looking for that product, whether it is the appliance, it is the the TV, the you know the the surround sound system, the the you know um, the audio file level uh, speakers, things like that. Like they they don't they're coming to you for info. They're coming to you. They might know they've done research. They know the product. They have an idea. Maybe they know exactly what they want, but they just need a little bit of, you know, pushing or, or massaging from the retail sales associate. They're not going to get that, you know, at, at the same spot where they're buying their socks and underwear. Like, like, that's just not, you know, that person doesn't have the same level of knowledge as your sales associates. So it's just, they, they expect, maybe, you know, it puts a little extra pressure on you too, because they're coming to you for that knowledge and for that expertise. And, um, you know, you, you have to, you know, meet them where they want you to be. Um, so that yeah. their, their expectations are met before they decide that, yeah, this is where I'm going to spend that, spend my, my hard earned dollars. Right. Well, I mean, another kind of interesting, I don't know why I thought of this when you were, when you were talking about the, when we're talking about the appliance sector, but I think another interesting thing is that, right. When you, it's such an interesting market segment because, you know, in, in my mind's just turning to, to kind of XR and kind of different immersive yeah. experiences in retail. Right. I mean, you can do this, you know, there's, there's apps now where you can take different furniture items and place it, you know, you can map it out and see what it's going to look like in a room. Right. And you can do that essentially with appliances, right. I mean, you can go online, you can put them in a different spot in a room, but it's really, it doesn't even come close to accomplishing what needs to like it. it, Appliance shopping is very much an in-store experience. You know, no matter how much technology we, we put in here, no matter how many different types of, you know, online, retail aids we have you know it's going to need to be something that seen in store how it works the different features you know it's, it's very much different you want to touch the it. knobs you want to see the the sight lines things like that how it looks in a setting like there, there's right. just you could I, and this i we're getting very down into a rabbit hole here but i you know <laughs> we're seeing things like the metaverse and everything that that's um brought about the possibilities of like how that influences retail and i'm like oh that's cool ready player one style like get in there and walk Mm -hmm. around a mall or something like that what what that retail experience is like but it's never going to compete with being there physically in person and uh you know that yes there might be gloves with sensors that you can feel like you're touching something but it's not the real thing like it it, my eyes you can't you can't deceive these things they're like i i know what i'm seeing i know that i need to see it and i I mean, I'd argue that we're, you know, on the younger age of where most of the people that shop at these stores are. And to still hear us talk about it in that way, like in person still matters to us. I think that says something too to the the staying power of this, you know, brick and mortar yeah. space. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think stuff like the metaverse is going to be a useful tool for retail, but I don't right. think it's going to be a replacement. No. And that's, right. and that's, that's the thing. That's, yeah. That's the, the key of it is mm-hmm. right. It's going to be. I mean, I mean, and I've, I've looked a lot at different kind of retail outlets trying to get into the metaverse, especially brands, right? It's really big with brands kind of trying to more as an advertisement. I mean, at the moment, especially it's more of an advertisement yeah. um, tactic than it is. It is like a, a way to sell products, right? So, um, and, and I think it's just, it's one of those things that's growing in terms of an ad, like as, as a means for advertisement, right? But it also is going to require a mass, you know, adoption of the metaverse by the american populace <laughs> right. in order to really to get to that's, the point that that's the nail that you hit on the head because i can remember articles that i wrote for for that publication over there um that, that's in your hands right now about 
the total like I loved the AR, the VR, XR. Um, you know I, that technology is a is so cool, but it's always been like light years ahead of where the consumer is. Like mm-hmm. it's for the people at the shows that that you're going to. It's it's for the IFA crowd. It's for the CES crowd. It's for you know the, all of the the uh, ran, other random events throughout the, the 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 Mobile World Congress crowd. Like that's who it's for. Um, it, there's not been you know this major mass adoption of that technology to the point where it like it's the new iPhone that you need to have it. Like it, it's just a especially you know this now the the Quest Pro that, that launches and it's right. got the fifteen hundred like they're pricing the normal consumer out of that sort of stuff and it's just it's making it hard to you know understand the not the viability because I think it'll always be there especially in the gaming world you know that, that sort of stuff has you know all kinds of application you know in, in that space but. To the normal consumer, why why do I need virtual reality? That's the thing that hasn't been able to be explained yet. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think it, it's it, it, same deal. So it's it's niche versus you know it's it's need versus want. Yeah. Right. It's something that's cool. It's something that's yep. You know, intriguing, but it's not necessarily something that you need to use in your daily life to survive. Right. It doesn't. It's not necessarily providing a. You it's know, an your, escape your if anything. Like it, yeah, instead escape, of a right. need, it's like, I, I want to get away from this world that I'm living right now. Let me strap on my virtual reality headset and jump into the metaverse, which also, from what I understand, is having its own issues. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, well, I, mean, the, I mean, the cool thing, the one the one really cool use case I see coming with the metaverse, though, is the mix between um, hybrid work. Yeah. Right? It's, the, it's, the, yeah. it's how to do kind of more immersive, um, you know, conference calls, just talking with people, you know, being face-to-face i guess not well uh, not being face-to-face <laughs> but, but being more face-to-face than uh, you would necessarily be able to be otherwise right yeah. if you're talking to someone in la and you're in new york right, right. it's going to be a whole different whole different ball game yeah um so I still I think- like it'd be cool you know you talk, call back to the gloves that i mentioned and being able to like have haptic feedback like if you could squeeze someone's hand really hard virtually and like they could feel it through the glove like that's we got to get to that point that's what i need to see (laughs) the firm the firm metaverse handshake (laughs) you know you don't see on deals in the metaverse (laughs) that's how i need to know (laughs) oh i think i think we're probably you know maybe get away from that a little bit a little bit it's a cool concept i mean that's but that's the thing right i mean these shows like IFA and CES, I mean, the whole point of them is to show the cutting edge. Yeah. And that's what, that's what these, I mean, obviously there's a lot of products there that are currently, you know, major sellers, right? I mean, they're, and they're really hitting the the consumer base's wants and needs. However, there's also a lot of stuff there that companies bring just to be like, they're going to show this is kind of the future. This is the technology we can accomplish. Right. And that's part of the the mystique of these events and yep. what, what makes them cool, especially to us as, you know. Yeah, abs- absolutely. The concepts, right? Uh, you know, you see it. Uh, I think the concept car was the the maybe the first sort of uh, thing that I think of, um, you know, growing up and hearing about like futuristic type product that shows and then diving into worlds like CES and IFA where, you know, concept product comes out and it's, you know, maybe mixing the two you get the the idea of the indie cars that they do off at the uh the vegas track that are autonomous that they're racing around mm-hmm. um so that like stuff that you see like that so very much sort of the the breeding grounds for future technology and what might be possible uh you know in the right. world down the road so and i mean i think it's cool i mean so part of what i would say about it is right i mean kind of getting into mobility and autonomous yeah. vehicles and e-mobility 
um, in terms like, you know, electric cars. I think they're going to provide an interesting opportunity for retailers um, mm-hmm. in, in carrying a bunch of different gadgets and accessories um, that are going to, you know, maybe be unique for, for different cars, different brands um, and that whole ecosystem once it fully flushes out and develops over the next 10 years, um, which it, which it undoubtedly will with yeah. um, kind of what's being, you know, it's, it's really being pushed by the Biden administration right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, states are, are moving to, to, to develop and create infrastructure for them. Right. Um, so I think it's going to be in a really interesting wow. dynamic to see how that develops for retailers. I mean, not, not only in the sense of like, you can put charters outside of your stores, right. To draw traffic yeah. in, because people are going to be there for 20 minutes charging their cars. Um, but also what other gadgets and accessories, you know, cause it, it is, it, you know, it, they're interesting EVs in the sense that like they're, they're more tech related car. Like you're not going to buy a, a gadget for your, <laughs> for your Honda, <laughs> right? Right. Like, right. Or, you know, you're, you're a yep. Ford or whatever. Um, but for your Tesla, like maybe there's, there's something you want to soup it up with, you know, and there's, it's, it's more, it's things I that think, we can't even think of right now. Right, exactly, that's, that's what's exactly. cool about it. Like, I, I see what you're trying. I know exactly where you're heading and it's like, there's a world of tech accessories and gadgets that haven't yet even been thought of because like that it's, it's just a, a you know, it's, it's a market that it, it's in its infancy. So like, right. I, I mean, it, I wouldn't even say in its infancy because it hasn't even really been born yet. Like there's things out there. There are cars out there that are doing this, but the, we're not really seeing truly autonomous vehicles out there. And the ones that are, aren't, you know, super successful yet. They're getting there and they're improving, but, um, it's still a category that is years away from maturing. So the oh, idea absolutely. that we I mean, could have product that, you know, like you said, upgrades that in-car experience or how the car performs, that sort of stuff, that is yet to even be a, a twinkle in some tech purveyor's eyes out there. So, Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be super interesting. I mean, once, you know, once we get through these next two, three years, right, through this chip shortage, and we get to the point where some of these, you know, EV manufacturers that aren't named Tesla <laughs> kind of start figuring out production, right? And yep. really, because I mean, they're going to do it, right? And there's yeah. going to be companies out there that are going to be able to mass produce um, EVs to, to compete with Tesla. Um, and I think that's going to completely change the landscape of, of EVs because, you know, it's going to require a whole different set of infrastructure. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the, the industry develops. And I think there's going to be a major opportunity for, um, for everyone in the space really to, to hop on board, especially independent retailers. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's, it's going to be another one of those niche markets. that's, you know, really high tech and it's going to need a lot of, it's not going to be something you're, <laughs> you're buying next to your, your eggs and your bread. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe a whole new uh, class of retailer develops around right. this. You know, there's some out there, obviously we, I think I did it even an unboxed it like a, 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 a car, you know, audio retailer, uh, somewhere down in like Delaware or something like that, that, uh, you know, souped us up with some, some in-car audio and things like that. But, you know, m- maybe a space for them there, but could be a whole new style of retail, you know, experience that, that crops up because of this, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I think the possibilities are endless. It's nuts, man. Well, uh, stuff we could say for a whole nother podcast. Cause this was yeah. a, a lot of fun and, um, you know, I clearly, you know, we went down paths that I didn't even think we were going to go down. So this was, you know, really cool to do um, and had fun diving into it with you. So we'll we'll make sure to have you on again so that we can, uh, you know, explore the tech space a little more and see see what's new and trending. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, 
so much going on so much to talk about so many rabbit holes. <laughs> and if you're listening be sure you can head to, to dealerscope.com uh we'll, we'll throw all those links and everything down in the description and uh under the the video version of this if you're watching so um to get all the the latest news info sign up for their newsletters there are many of them i know and the magazine as well um they keep you guys busy so i i, I took up too much of your time you got to get back to writing so that you know those pages are filled <laughs> busy season right now that yes. is for sure it is awesome well sam appreciate it and uh we'll catch up again soon thank you awesome and thanks again to sam i i mean i said it at the top i really had a great time diving into so many different aspects uh obviously you know the the ce trends and things he sees going on there but also, just the the retail trends, um, and you know all the all the stuff happening in the space and uh, where it's heading, and and you know things that retailers should keep an eye on. So lots to for sure, um, you know, take out of this conversation and and digest and uh, see how we can't put it into practice. So appreciate Sam and him taking time during a, a busy part of the calendar year to talk with us and um, you know share his thoughts. And you know, as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.